Digital closings. Maybe the thought of integrating them into your closing process fills you with anxiety. Maybe you're really curious to learn more. Or maybe you've already begun to adopt the technology of e-sign and e-notary programs and hybrid closings at your company. Whatever your feelings are, now is the time to start thinking about your role in the future of real estate transactions. Hi, this is Amanda from PropLogics, bringing you another Title Talk. We wanted to reach out to experts in the title industry to ask them about how technology is changing title. And this talk is all about digital closings. Daniel Kaiser is Vice President of Regional Underwriting Council for the Eastern Region and is the resident RON expert, that's remote online notarization, at the North American Title Insurance Company. Now, let's get into my interview with Danielle. Just to get started, how would you say a fully digital closing um, compares to a hybrid or a traditional closing? So I think obviously the biggest difference is introducing more technology and using an electronic process in your workflow. So uh, traditional closing, you know, you show up with your big stack of paper, everybody sits down and is shuffling papers around the table and uh, signing with pens, the notary stamping with their traditional stamp, where you get to a fully digital process, you have an electronic device, um, depending on the platform you're using, uh, it becomes much simpler for the signers to maybe sign once and then you know click through and apply their signature to all the documents that need to be signed. Um, so it just it just takes away the paper shuffle to some extent. And I think overall it can provide the signer with a better experience too because you you don't have that kind of overwhelming stack of a hundred papers that you're looking at. And for the title companies and lenders involved, it also cuts down on errors and mistakes. You're not going to miss mm -hmm. signing a page. You're not going to miss an initial. The system, the platform that you're using isn't going to let you finish everything until every signature date initial that you needed to do is complete. Is that um, a pretty big concern right now with uh, more traditional closings? Like, does that happen pretty often that a, a initial or signature yeah. is missed somewhere? Okay, that's yep, good to know. It does. So it would definitely, it definitely helps cut down on mistakes and assist with the quality control after the fact. So you don't mm -hmm. have to have people come back in and re-sign something or um, track down a missing page or something like that. Right. And that yep. sounds like it's it's a huge help for um, time as well as a, as a closing yeah. agent. You, you have um, to have to go back and like redo all that. I'm sure that's a huge headache, right? Right. And I think too, with the digital, going to a digital process or even a hybrid process, you can sign a lot of the documents that don't need a notarization ahead of time. So people can, you know, take their time and look at the papers and sign a lot of things ahead of time so that when they come to the actual closing table, you don't have as many things for them to go over in person. So that helps too. It can make your closers definitely more efficient. Okay. And is that a good opportunity as well to maybe educate consumers on like what it is that they're signing? I know that for a lot mm -hmm. of people, they might have a lot of questions or like maybe at the closing, they're nervous to ask. So do you feel like that kind of helps people right. understand? Yep. And they can have kind of at, you know, some people are just going to click through and sign everything. Mm -hmm. um, but then you definitely get those people that want to know more and take their time and read things. So if you do have people that are more cautious, maybe 
they can read through a lot more of the documents ahead of time too. And then I, I've been reading a lot about RON legislation uh, moving forward mm -hmm. in a lot of states. How important yes. is that legislation to making a fully digital closing an actual reality? Uh, I think that it's a really good step forward to making digital closings more acceptable because while the remote piece, I think is, is more like another tool, but having that acceptance and having it written into a state's law, I think makes people more comfortable that this is an actual option that's legal and something they can actually use in their work process. So even if they don't start using the remote piece of it, that, that Ron takes that step further where, you're, where you don't even have to be in person anymore. You can just have a fully electronic experience where you're not even in the same physical location. But once you have that piece available, I think it makes people more comfortable that I can even do this in person and having a digital experience in person is more acceptable too. So I think once you just have that legislative hurdle, people feel like, okay, this is legal. My state says I can do this. It's maybe more of a mental block to some mm -hmm. extent that that legislation helps people overcome. And it just gives more of a comfort, I think, to lenders and title agents and anybody involved in the closing transaction that this is a viable way to conduct my business. And this is something that I can truly offer my consumers now. What other legal barriers are there right now to um, digital closings before they become sort of the standard uh, versus a hybrid or a traditional closing? Sure. So I think the other legal barrier that exists still in some states, um, some states are either silent about e-notarization or they don't have specific enabling legislation for e-notarization. Um, there's not really very many states anymore that prohibit e-notarization, mm -hmm. but there are still some that are just silent. So with the federal e-sign laws and then the state laws that enable UEDA, which is the, the Uniform Electronic Transactions Act, I think most people are comfortable that that does enable an electronic notarization. But um, as we're seeing RON legislation passed around the country, most states are also specifically enabling electronic notarization as part of the RON legislation as well. So it takes away that barrier too for an in-person transaction so that it specifically says, yes, you can be an electronic notary. Um, and these are uh, the statutory processes that we specifically enable this type of um, notarization now to have the fully electronic notarization. What would you suggest um, to agents who are working in states right now that currently don't have um, a lot of those laws in place? Should they prepare for that change now or should they wait? Is it worth their time to maybe invest in going to a session like yours at Ulta One? Uh, I think it's definitely worth educating yourself because the legislation has been moving so quickly around the country. Two years ago, we only had a handful of states and now we're approaching 20, 30 states that have changed their laws just within the last probably 24 to 30 months. So it's coming very quickly. So even if your state hasn't done something yet, it's very likely that they will in the next year or so. So I think it's worth learning and educating yourself. And right now, every state has enabled some form of e-signatures. Mm -hmm. So even if you couldn't do a fully electronic closing at this point, if, if you're not comfortable that your state allows an e-notarization, 
you can do e-signatures. So documents that don't have to be notarized, you can be doing that hybrid closing now. So you can be testing out some of the e-sign platforms. You can be testing out some of the software. You can start to get your employees and um, closers that you work with comfortable with using this technology so that when your state is at a point where you're able to be um, fully digital, you're ready to go. You can then kind of lead your market and say, yes, we've been doing these hybrid closings for a while. We are ready now to take that e-notarization uh, piece and implement it as well. So I think it, um, and I recommend that to agents too, to kind of take it in those steps, you know, start with hybrid so you get used to the technology, you learn the platform, um, and then take it to the e-notarization piece and get comfortable with that. And then maybe introduce the remote piece uh, so that you're not taking everything in such a huge, overwhelming process all at once. You can start with bits at a time so that it's more manageable for time and resources to train your people and to learn the technology. And is there anything that they should worry about in terms of safety concerns um, when implementing this new process? Anything that they should be aware of? Um, I think some of the things you want to be aware of is certainly looking at your E&O coverage to make sure that you're covered for whatever type of transaction you're going to be doing. For the most part, if you're doing in-person electronic signing, I think that most policies uh, would anticipate that. But some uh, E&O policies do not have coverage for the remote piece. So if you're doing RON transactions, you're going to want to make sure you have E&O coverage in place for that. And I think the other thing to watch out for is watching what you say your privacy policies are and how you handle people's data and looking at the contracts you're signing with the digital providers to make sure that their policy and privacy protections are in line with what you're telling consumers. Do you have any resources or suggestions for agents to look at when they're um, examining those vendors and looking at platforms? Are there any like sort of um, guides out there or specific tips, things for them to look for that you would suggest? I think those couple things I just said, looking at your E&O policy to see mm -hmm. if RON is specifically enabled. I know some of the E&O providers are giving endorsements now to add that coverage and then specifically looking at the privacy concerns and what those companies do with consumer information. I think those are two key areas to look at beyond just how much does this cost? what kind of term am I locked into and uh, those types of things that we're all used to looking at in business contracts. But those privacy concerns, I think, are going to be key going forward. So basically don't maybe get distracted by like the bells and whistles of the technology. Just make sure that those mm -hmm. privacy. Yeah, um, make sure that you're in line with the way that that company does business is the way that you do business. From a lender perspective, what, what are they expecting from title agents and agent attorneys in a digital closing that might be different from a current hybrid or traditional closing? So you definitely need to be talking to your lender customers ahead of time for what kind of platform you're going to be looking at and what their expectations are. So I think lenders, some, some lenders are saying, we use X platform, we want you to use X as well. And then some lenders are saying, you know, we've always let you conduct the signing uh, conduct the closing. So whatever platform you use, that's fine. We get our documents back in a digital format. It doesn't matter if you used X, Y, or Z. 
So that depends on the lender. So that's a conversation you definitely want to have ahead of time. You know, if there's a lender you work with a lot that says we only use Y, and then you have a lender you work with that says you can use X, Z, or Y, then it might make sense to go with Y. So you just want to have those conversations ahead of time. But I think eventually a lot of the lenders are going to be kind of technology neutral as far as what platform you actually use for the signing. I think that's where we'll go, but it maybe isn't quite there yet. Then the other piece is the lenders have to have technology in place on their end. So it's very important when you're signing electronic documents with a lender, they have to have the technology in place, particularly with the e-note. For the lenders, that's the most important component is how they handle the note. There's a lot of security involved in that note and how they hold the note in a vault. So they have to have all that technology on place on their end. And while that doesn't necessarily affect the title agent as much as the lender, the lenders definitely have to have those things in place before they can move forward with a digital closing. And then my last question is basically about your session at Ulta One. What do you hope Mm -hmm. agents will take away from, from the session with you? So I hope that they feel comfortable to just kind of have an interactive discussion. So I'm hoping people will come with questions. Um, I have an outline of things that I want to go through, uh, some practical tips to get people started, things that they can think about. I mean, we can talk about everything from what's the universe look like. I have a list of all the digital closing providers that are out there from signing platforms to RON providers digital document providers, so all those different types of things that we can talk about. And then what I've talked to a lot of agents about is my staff isn't comfortable with it, so how do you go about training your staff? How do you get buy-in from your staff to move to a different process? Because it is a big change, and change can be overwhelming and frightening to people, so kind of taking away the fear of change and helping them implement those things. So like we talked about kind of doing one step at a time. So maybe you start with hybrids and then you move to an in-person electronic notarization and then you tackle the remote piece separately. So how can you kind of implement a bit at a time to get comfortable, learn your platforms, know what platforms are out there and then which of them fits with your business model best. Awesome. Are there any other things that you want to talk about regarding either Alta One or digital closings or the services that Natic provide or anything like that? So Natic has good resources for our agents. We have webinars that are recorded to kind of help walk you through what your options are, how digital closings work, get you familiar with the terminology involved. And then we we have publications that we put out too that walk everybody through. And then of course we have our insuring requirements and, and what you need to be doing as a Natic agent to implement digital closings in your office. And then I think the other thing that's coming up that I'm excited about is Ulta is partnering with the Mortgage Bankers Association to do a series of digital boot camps around the country. So the first one's going to be in December in Phoenix, and then there'll be some next year, one in Minneapolis and one in Atlanta. So I think those are going to be really good opportunities for people to come and have a one day long session to just break down, here's the terminology, here's what makes it legal, here's how you can go back to your office and start to implement digital processes. So I'm really excited about those upcoming boot camps as well. 
Yeah, that sounds awesome. I, I wish I could attend one. <laughs> I'd love to learn more about it. I really appreciate a lot of the content that Natic is putting out. And I really appreciate you, you know, taking time to talk to us and really help educate us and educate the clients that we have. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. You have a great day, okay? You too. Thanks. Thanks again to Danielle for taking the time to speak with me. Thanks for listening. And make sure you subscribe to be the first to get more conversations like this one. Until next time, happy closing. Great day, okay? You too. Thanks. Thanks again to Danielle for taking the time to speak with me. Thanks for listening. And make sure you subscribe to be the first to get more conversations like this one. Until next time, happy closing.